0: So our scripture reading today is, comes from the letter of Hebrews. I want to read from Hebrews 11, beginning with the 32nd verse, and I'll read through the first couple of verses of chapter 12. But as we come to this passage, let me invite you to first join with me in a moment of prayer. Gracious God, you are God, and because you are our God, it is your word alone that is life for us and because you are gracious. We trust that even now, even in these moments, you can whisper to life your words in our own life. We are here, O God. We are listening. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So in this letter of Hebrews, the writer lifts up person after person after person of faith as an example, as an inspiration, and then almost as if saying, I don't have time, continues here. This is verse 32, and what more should I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets. Who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead by resurrection. Others were tortured, refused to accept release in order to obtain a better resurrection. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned to death. They were sawn in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, persecuted, tormented, of whom the world is not worthy They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. Yet all of these, though they were commended for their faith, did not receive what was promised since God had provided something better so that they would not, apart from us, be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. Let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and he has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Amen. So this is true. No one is Christian alone. We just can't manage it. It's not only that the life of Christianity is a life of love, and if we love, there has to be some other there to love. Even at a more basic level than that, there's nothing small about Christian faith. And so every one of us, we need teachers. We need mentors. We need those who would inspire us. That's what the writer of Hebrews tells us. You might think of this letter as a sermon. It's it's kind of like a sermon. And the Hebrew preacher, he's he's preaching to a people who are weary. He's preaching to a, a people who need encouragement. To a people who've looked around and wondered, where is God? I don't know if any of that sounds familiar. But what the Hebrew preacher does is he reminds us that we're not alone. That there are those who have gone before who have demonstrated courage and faith, who have demonstrated grace and confidence. There are those who have gone before who are a cloud of witnesses for us. You're not alone. We are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. So today is World Communion Sunday, and so it's a good day for us to reflect on the connections that we have in mission around the world. You know, together we have done some really wonderful things in mission around the world. It is something we could be grateful for. But today, I'm thinking less about the mission that we have done and more about what we have been taught by our friends that we have met in these distant places. For some of the faithful who are part of our cloud of witnesses, they live in distant lands. But still, they inspire and instruct and and teach us And these relationships are important to us. So today, you're going to hear from just a few in our congregation who have experienced this firsthand. Lane Stowers, a remarkable young woman, when she was in high school, she took a trip to Haiti to visit the Higgins Brothers Sergis Center of Hope. It is a medical mission that was the vision of our own Dr. Ted Higgins, elder here in this church. He and others pulled this up out of the ground, and Lane went to share in that mission work there. And I want you to hear her reflection.
1: I chose to go to Haiti after learning from a friend about the opportunity and the mission of Haitian Christian Mission in the Higgins Brothers Surgery Center. After learning that Dr. Higgins was a member of Village Church, I reached out and was fortunate enough to be able to be a part of such an incredible trip. My two most significant memories were my time in the OR spent watching and assisting both American and Haitian surgeons, in addition to being able to watch a live birth. This trip truly taught me the power and importance of gratitude. The Haitian people are so appreciative of everything the Higgins Brothers Surgery Center is doing for their community. Though every patient lives below the poverty line, they are truly some of the happiest, most grateful people I have ever met.
0: Lane sent us that video from her college dorm room at TCU where she is in a pre-med track. Now, I don't know that that vocational uh, direction that's in her head and her heart was born because of her experience in Haiti, but I know her experience nourished that sense of call. Several years ago, you helped us raise some money that we could we could empower a congregation in Wote Kenya to expand their church so that they could expand their impact in mission there in Kenya this is an addition to the church building that was supported and the health clinic and the birthing center and the home for girls that presbyterians in the Kansas City area have made possible in Thwake you know We used to go as missionaries so that we could teach others about Jesus Christ, but today more often than not, the people we meet, their faith is strong, their faith is inspiring, their faith is instructive to us. And it's less our doing for them, and it's more our sharing in partnership. Clerk of Sessions, Scott Stanley, he has been to Thawake, Kenya multiple times, and he offers a wise word about his experience. Listen to Scott.
2: So, yes, it's a very small part of, a, of the world, but when you can make a difference for a small part of the world, that's maybe about as good as you can get. We can't solve everything but if you can help maybe make life a little easier a little better and keep there keep doing it um and it, that's i think that's a good goal
0: you do make a real difference around the world but i tell you the truth i'd be hard pressed to determine whether the greater difference is the difference we make in the lives of others or the difference that they make in our own lives You often have heard our young people, our our students in high school, as they reflect on their trip to the Dominican Republic and how that experience has broadened their perspective, has expanded their understanding and deepened their faith. Well, last year I got to take a trip to the DR to witness firsthand our partnership with those who are part of the Light a Candle mission. Uh, We we landed at the airport there in the DR, and we got on a bus that was going to take us to our lodging. And there I met Wilkin. Wilkin is the director of the Light a Candle mission. And before we got out of the airport parking lot, Wilkin started teasing me. He said, you know, Reverend Tom, I've been to your church a, a number of times, but you've never been to my church. I've been praying to God that someday you would come, that you would learn how to pack a suitcase and figure out which direction was south, and perhaps find your way to our humble little village here in the DR. He did not let up, and I knew from that moment I'd love that guy, and I do. You know, he oversees some amazing work in the Dominican Republic among some of the neediest people that I've ever met. And were I ever to get discouraged about my own ministry here in Prairie Village, all I got to do is think about Wilkin. And my spirits are lifted and my faith is renewed. He is part of our cloud of witnesses Ellen Gatewood was on that same trip with me. I want you to hear what she remembers.
1: Hi, I'm Ellen Gatewood. I had the opportunity to travel to the Dominican Republic in November 2019 with Village. I went on this trip because I wanted a chance to see a part of the world that I hadn't seen before. It was also a great way to get to know some members of our church family. While we were there, it was a privilege to see the Light a Candle Foundation being the hands and feet of Christ. Wilkin and Ricky have established an incredible organization to help the people of their country receive food, health care, and educational opportunities. I think it is incredibly important that they are the ones providing these services because they know better than any of us what their community needs. You could quickly tell the Dominicans, especially the people in the Bates, had a very strong faith that guided their daily lives. It was a blessing to be able to work and worship alongside them for several days.
0: I love how Ellen has seen that as we engage in mission work like this, we don't do it as saviors. We do it as partners. And she also has recognized that when we meet those who are faithful and joyful, even in the most demanding of circumstances, it is an inspiration. It is a mentoring, a modeling of what it is to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. The preacher of Hebrews would remind us we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses of folks like this, and it's in these relationships that God is at work. Fred Logan, he knows about that. Fred is an elder here at Village, and he participated in a trip to the U.S.-Mexico border to visit the Ministry of Frontera de Cristo. There he met a woman named Hoka. And Fred's not quite the same because he has met her. Because what Hoka has done is put a human face on a human situation and struggle— and it has uh, reshaped his perspective of life on the border, but let him tell you about it.
3: I think the, the image that sticks with me most is of Hoka, Hoka Bet Gallegos, um, the director of Frontera on the Mexico side. And what always struck me was the smile on her face the happiness. It's very challenging. Uh, Challenging economically for the people there. They're dealing with people with very tough issues. But she confronts those challenges with gladness in her heart. And you hear the word beatific or heavenly, kind of, I think, a beatific smile. And uh, that will always stick with me.
0: These are hard days you are COVID-weary. And some infectious disease experts are projecting that by the end of the year, the death toll in this country will climb from over 200,000 where it is now to north of 350,000. That's like six Vietnams in nine months. And we're unsettled by the continuing protest, unsettled in part because we know there's legitimacy to the claim that there's systematic racism in the United States. But knowing that doesn't mean that we're altogether clear about just what it is we are supposed to do to heal all of that. We are unsettled by the values or sometimes lack thereof that are witnessed in public discourse as democracy itself is under attack, sometimes by those who are sworn to uphold it. And we hear some who are advocating violence if the election doesn't go their way. We haven't seen days like this. These are hard days. But the Hebrew preacher. The Hebrew preacher has wisdom to offer. The writer of Hebrews says, you're not alone. Pay attention to the cloud of witnesses that surround us and have gone before us. They have something to teach us that's very important. Listen again to Scott Stanley's experience.
2: You know, I think one of the things that people have learned that, you know, when when you're doing work, mission work, you know, what's really important is just being there, being present. I mean, you're not supposed to go with the idea that I'm helping these people. You know, they they didn't ask for us to, to be here. You know, David saw that he had his, where he grew up, didn't have some of the same services that were available and he could do something about it. But what's important is that you keep coming back. If you just go and build a clinic or whatever, that, that isn't really accomplishing much, you know, it kind of makes you maybe feel good because you're building something, but if, just like we do in the DRMP, when you keep going back year after year after year and have people working there every day, then you really are, you have a presence in people's lives.
0: You know, a spirit of joy is one of the most consistent characteristics that we meet in people around the world. And it's not because life circumstances have fallen in gentle places. It's because they trust that there is a holy love that is called by name. They trust themselves to that love of God. I invite you to let their witness comfort and inspire you and nourish joy in you. You know, I think my friend Fred Logan knows exactly what the Hebrew preacher is talking about.
3: I think the trip has made me a more joyful person, has made me a more appreciative person. Appreciative of what we have, but also I think then more seriously appreciative of the challenge. Um, We have some policy challenges and we need to face those. But as Christians, there's another side of this, and that is to welcome that brother or sister who lives in the light. That's what they did for us, and that's what we should do for them.
0: Village, you have done some remarkable things around the world. We should be grateful for what God has done through us. But even more than that, God has been at work in the relationships that we have been able to establish in distant places. We are surrounded by a vibrant cloud of witnesses, now look, I know these are hard days. These are hard days. And yet, there is reason for us to be a people of joy. Remember, joy is not the fruit of, of pleasant circumstances, or it's not the same as happiness. Joy is a, a choice of courage that, that, tr- that is, results from trusting that there is a holy love that calls you by name, a love that will never let you go, encourage you, inspired by the Hebrew preacher, to trust in that. Trust in it not just as an abstract thing. Trust in it because you have seen it in others, and let them be your cloud of witnesses. These are some lessons we've learned from the road. Pray with me.